0: Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome back to Real Horror Show. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm joined as always by the Stormy Skies. Hello all listeners. The screen is like in the wrong order. You you have a MacBook, (laughs) so you don't understand that. (laughs) Starting with Windows 7, Microsoft introduced the thing where you can like have two windows open at the exact same time Uh on different sides of the screen. I'm ah, very okay. particular about my layout when I do that. Mm-hmm. Understandable. So, <laughs> otherwise, I'm just completely thrown off.
1: Mm-hmm. I gotcha.
0: So, uh, speaking of being completely thrown off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know it would really throw me off?
1: Yeah, let's just get right to it. What would completely throw me off is if one day I... <laughs> My spouse was dead and the whole town thought I murdered him and I grew horns out of my head and nobody really cared that much about that shocking yeah. thing. So.
0: That, would, that would really fuck me up. And the crazy thing yeah. is that's the plot of 2013's <laughs> Horns, which is a Canadian-American comedy horror film directed by Alejandre Aja, uh, based on Joe Hill's novel of the same name. Daniel Radcliffe stars as a man falsely accused of raping and murdering his girlfriend who uses his newly discovered paranormal abilities to uncover the real killer. The film had its world premiere at the 2013 Toronto International Film Festival and was released theatrically in the United States on October 31st, 2014 interesting right
1: around halloween time how fun yeah
0: so i have i have seen this movie before but i didn't know it was based on a joe hill novel and joe hill is one of the sperms of stephen king
1: <laughs> i was gonna say hey joe hill is that that's his kid
0: yeah interesting which so joe hill goes by joe hill so he doesn't have to be necessarily associated with his father, right?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm guessing because I was just going to say his
1: name must be Joe Hill's like a pseudonym.
0: Yeah, because Tabitha King writes as Tabitha King. Yeah, she sure does. So it's not her maiden name or maybe it is. Um, Maybe. (laughs) But anyway, I really like this movie. I have some issues with it being labeled a horror movie. Yeah, I can agree. Not trying to be one of those pretentious fucks just no, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't it's a fairy tale right like and I know yeah <laughs> it's a traditional fairy tale in my opinion and I know traditional fairy tales really could fall under the horror category like in the grim Cinderella her mm-hmm. stepsisters have their eyes plucked out by birds at the end
1: hmm Yeah, so they can have some, like, very, like, disturbing elements and stuff, kind of frightening things, but as I was watching this, it was just more funny, Um, and it was, yeah, it was more of, like, a life lesson type of a thing, so exactly like a
0: fairy tale. Yeah, it was a lot Um, more whimsical than (laughs) terrifying.
1: Yeah, like, maybe there was some instances of gore, and there were some disturbing things, and some things were pretty messed up. But overall, um I, 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 at a time, I'm so glad you said that because at certain times I was like, man, this isn't really like that, like horror-y.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so I'm glad that you said that too, because I didn't want to say it. And you'd be like, no, this is definitely a horror No, <laughs> no,
0: I definitely, I was surprised when it came up in the Netflix horror section, because when I watched it a few years ago, mm-hmm. it was definitely just more of a fantasy, yeah,
1: dark maybe. fantasy
0: romance. That's that's a better way to describe it. And that's, um, that's probably how I
1: would describe it. Now that you're saying that, yeah, it's more fantasy, um, you know, than anything horror based. I mean, apart from, you know, the rape and murder, which is horrifying, but like, not necessarily any other thematic elements of a horror movie. Mm -hmm. If we're talking traditional,
0: I would say, it kind of treads into magical realism. I know there's mm-hmm. magical realism is more delegated to Latino and Latina writers. Um, mm-hmm. this so probably urban fantasy, but I say magical realism because a big component of magical realism is you have these fantastical elements mm-hmm. happening in the story and nobody's really reacting to them. And that's a big right. component of magical realism that I appreciate like a girl in um, a Gabrielle Marquez, a mm-hmm. uh, short story, is turned into a spider and everybody's just kind of chill with it. <laughs> just like everybody's chill with the horns growing out of his head.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that you were able to make that connection for me. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are pro- were like probably watching, and we're like, well, that's like scary because nobody cares, but it's not a horror movie because nobody cares. So, yeah, magical realism is definitely where it sits.
0: Yeah, because nobody fucking cared. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I <laughs> do works. kind of wonder mm-hmm. if the horns only appear to people who have like deep-seated secrets, mm-hmm. dark secrets, because uh, uh, shit, what's her name? Mir- Miria, Mirian, Miriam? Marin. I mean, Juno Temple's father yeah. doesn't react to the horns or his burned and disfigured body right yeah he really doesn't but everybody else seems to have some sins they want to confess to him Mm -hmm. so maybe maybe that's part of it i don't know let's uh go ahead and start breaking it down though sure let's do that with acting this movie stars Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, it was originally supposed to star Shia LaBeouf, which thank, Whoa. God, thank God they recast him because I don't think I would enjoy this movie nearly as much. That dude is insane. Yeah. because I, I agree. It would be too intense if Shia yeah. LaBeouf was in this movie. Like, I think Daniel Radcliffe is a very underrated actor and it really bums me out because just like we see with rob pattinson he's always like kind of Ooh. belittled to it's the yeah. harry potter kid and even though there's interesting trivia on imdb some of the trivia is so frustrating because it's like yeah. throughout most of the movie he's wearing a maroon shirt and yellow jacket which could be a reference to harry potter uh, <sighs> please and i'm like Sh- shut the fuck up yeah just huge eye roll just shut up yeah just just shut up we also have we also have nick from the handmaid's tale
1: yes that's how i know
0: him i was like hey it's the handmaid's tale guy which i'm gonna say something very important to the entire handmaid's tale fandom yeah nick ain't shit he's fucking part of gilead he probably participated in the january 6th insurrection and Max Minghella, whatever however you pronounce his name, yeah, isn't that hot? Like I, don't... I think he's kind of cute. You think he's cute? <laughs> I don't. Well, if I look at
1: him in the universe of The Handmaid's Tale, he might be like the cutest male around
0: <laughs> to choose
1: from. I've only watched two seasons of The Handmaid's Tale though, and I kind of stopped.
0: Yeah, good. keep it that way
1: <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I was like, hmm well, she should be dead and she's not. So something's wrong. So I just kind of let that
0: go. That is where I fucking am with this series. Like (laughs) I will stand by June's story should have just been season one. And then it should have been like an anthology series. At this point, June should not be alive. It doesn't matter how fertile she is. She has broken so many fucking laws. She just, she should be dead. She should be on the wall.
1: No, I'm like, how many things do you have to do to, to be dead and everybody else doesn't do that much and they get punished. And it's like really unfair to the other woman. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the reason why they keep her alive is because she's so fertile and ha- can have like babies and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's the plot armor they've given her, which makes well, great. sense. <laughs>
0: that makes sense to a certain point. Yeah. But at this point, point in the series it no longer makes sense and i'm over it
1: yeah because their their rules are so important to them you know like
0: i don't know whatever and yeah also (laughs) appearing in this movie is lane matt no wait that's the young one kelly gardner who if she looks familiar to you as glenna uh she was what's her name in green days jesus of suburbia video
1: um, you know who I know her as, I don't know if you've ever watched The Aviator with Leonardo DiCaprio, where he plays, um, uh, shit, who is he? Um, Howard Hughes. Yeah. Howard um, Hughes. But there's like w- one of his girlfriends in the movie is her. Oh, <laughs> I recognized yeah. her because she has a very striking face. Yeah. Like, oh, that's
0: her. Yeah. I always recognize her. And I recognize her from the Green Day. Jesus of Zer- of Suburbia, Oh, cool. A music video <laughs> slash short film. Nice. Um, And then Gino Temple as Mirren, who is uh, Daniel Radcliffe's girlfriend. Yes. And she's just so ethereal and pretty and cute in this movie.
1: She's so beautiful. And we get to see her almost completely naked.
0: Yeah. Which is great. (laughs) Um, And then... You don't need to listen to men to objectify women when you have the Real Horror Show podcast. Absolutely. Because she's such a beautiful body. She's so pretty. She's so pretty and... I'm, uh, this might sound weird, but I read an interview with Juno Temple a while back and it's it took her a really long time to get to this point in her career where she Mm -hmm. could be the love interest and do like these sex sex scenes because she looks so young and she'd be, she'd do auditions and they'd put her next to her potential love interest and the casting director would be like, nope, he looks like a pedophile.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, and it's helpful that Danny Radcliffe actually has a really youthful look himself.
0: Mm-hmm. Honestly, he's only five five. He's he's, he's a short man. Small. Wow! And he doesn't have short guy energy. He's no, just, he doesn't. He's just a really <laughs> great dude. And he was it. he was phenomenal in this. Oh, he was.
1: Um, he was able to, even though he wasn't the one making like the jokes, he was able to be the catalyst of all the humor. Mm-hmm. because all this shit was happening to him. And it, yeah, he just, just steals every scene. Um, he's just one, and I love seeing him and stuff. I, I never really have been a huge fan of Harry Potter, but I'm a huge fan of him.
0: Yeah. Him and Elijah Wood. I want him and Elijah Wood to do a movie together where they're For brothers. their brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know what the plot would be, but it'd be whatever it it is it will work
1: some weird yes it will work um and you know what speaking of elijah wood i I think he's great as
0: well yeah Um, elijah wood managed to escape the uh issue of only being known as as frodo Frodo. in lord of the rings probably because he started out doing other stuff he didn't just launch his career with right a huge franchise Mm
1: -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, he he's a horror fan himself. Like IRL, I think he likes Halloween and scary stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Pittsburgh's claim to fame uh, at the Scare House—he was like the one celebrity visitor oh. <laughs> who actually like talked about going to Scare House on like some some type of a night show that he was a guest on, and it was very special for for Scare House and kind of put that haunt on the map. I bet it was. Uh, so he must really love scary stuff. So I, mean, I I wish he would like you know get himself into some more horror. But yeah. who knows what actors are doing these days?
0: It's post pandemic. They're just getting yeah. their shit together. Daniel Radcliffe is also someone who does quite a bit of horror stuff. He was in The Woman in Black. Either before or after yeah. this, it it pops up on Netflix occasionally. Maybe it does. We'll it does. get it someday. Yeah. <laughs> Pray for it. Yeah. Um,
1: the one thing that I watched um, Daniel Radcliffe in that wasn't really a horror movie, but it was a cool movie because it was about he played Allen Ginsberg in mm-hmm. Kill Your Darlings or Murder Your Darlings, whatever the movie is. But excellent! I I so appreciate actors that can have like this flawless American accent because <laughs> Vampire that Diaries. Is so good. <laughs> yeah, Vampire Diaries has random actors actors and actresses that simply can't suppress their accents enough. Like, um, and so I really appreciate stuff like that. And um, I remember seeing a tweet that you had talking about um, another actor, Christian Bale, who... Yeah, the press is know. so he's just constantly in American movies that when he speaks in real life, you think it's an act because yeah. he has such a heavy accent. It's so
0: Cockney based. You know? yeah. No, it only, I did not know Christian Bale was British until a few years ago.
1: And you know what? If you're listening and you don't know Christian Bale's actually British, like that's OK, because I don't think I think he wants pe- to surprise people. When, when you actually watch an interview with him, you're like, what?
0: You're like, why is he talking yeah. like that? And, like, and his oh. first He's... big American role that comes to mind was Newsboys back in the late '90s. Oh, you mean he... New- Newsies? Newsies, yeah. <laughs> where he plays that a uh, street urchin mm-hmm. and dances and sings, and I, well, it's they're a on, musical. They're on strike or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All I remember is every song sounded the exact fucking same.
1: Yeah, I've never seen Newsies, but I know it's a musical because I went to theater school. Um, But everybody knows him too. Batman, American, lives in, you know, Gotham City, which is the equivalent to New York
0: City. (laughs) I believe it's the equivalent of Pittsburgh, actually. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh Because Pittsburgh is what they used in the Dark Knight movies for the... uh, That's true. ...establishing shots.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And they did a lot of... I know, yeah. They did a lot of stuff like that, too. That was um, many years ago. But I was still living in the city at that time, too. So that was an exciting time for the, the city, um you know they like
0: went downtown and covered in snow you know to pretend it was snowy and and you know Pittsburgh deserves it their their little neighborhoods are sliding downhill gradually No, they really are. And people need to understand that
1: uh, the infrastructure in Pittsburgh is literally falling apart. We need to take, because we're basically a city that's divided by water. So we basically get back and forth on like a gazillion bridges. And it's terrifying. And
0: we hated it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you probably did. You almost got into a head-on collision at your wedding. Oh God, When? Uh when we were heading you were heading to your first look we were heading to the church and your dad was driving you and we saw in our rear view mirror some guy got confused on that oh, main, yeah. awful bridge that just shuts down lanes willy-nilly yeah. whenever it feels like it. yeah we yeah. have
1: basically whenever it feels like it Sam because it's so funny to have you describe it because that's actually how it is yeah. <laughs> there are certain times when they make it three and one and then two and two
0: yeah. um again
1: we but we, the, theor,
0: yeah. we theorized it's because of the football games and it probably helps with traffic
1: that and like it, it, it they do that every day at specific hours um it's based on ingoing and outgoing traffic for people that work in the city um so you know at six o'clock uh that's the time that they go from two lanes to three lanes um inbound and then opposite outbound at 6 a.m but I digress yeah that almost did happen Sam I thought you meant it happened to you too no, <laughs> no, like, it just, oh,
0: happened to it me just too? almost happened to the important person
1: yeah that's because people fuck around and they're like oh I've lived in the city my entire life but I forgot how this bridge works it's that's like the main bridge
0: people go back and it's called Liberty
1: Bridge it's like the
0: dumbest idea for a bridge. <laughs>
1: I know, right? Why don't they have barriers up like, like they do in every other city?
0: Did the Pittsburgh city planner not realize people from outside of Pittsburgh would eventually commute through the city? Yeah.
1: yeah. And they would commute that way because that's the main way, because that's the way you come up like from, you know, your your way and then from the airport. So that's like the most highly trafficked bridge, you know, and they're just like, oh, yeah four lanes is enough <laughs> like
0: shit. Uh, anyway but back to the movie uh speaking of so <laughs> all four main characters in this movie were played by british actors and i want to give a special shout out to joe anderson who, joe was, anderson. An across, yeah. who was in across the universe <laughs> and also in uh twilight breaking dawn part oh yeah He was like a useless ass vampire in those movies, I must say. He didn't
1: really do anything at all. Well,
0: he he explained (laughs) that Bella was a shield, so he served the point of
1: exposition, but... (laughs) And then he just did, did like, hidden the tree, and he really didn't do too much after that. But it's always fun to see him. He's a real musician.
0: um, He is, and I, 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 I love him so much, and... He should play Kurt Cobain in a Kurt Cobain biopic. Wow, he should. I think, I know Courtney Love like handpicked Ewan McGregor for the role, but like that's fine, but Joe Anderson has the look, he has the lankiness, he has the talent. Yeah, Ewan McGregor. Just just fucking do it. Ewan's a bit old for the role, is he not? Yeah, even, even when he like the movie's already out it came out years ago but even when he did it he was old for it oh the movie's already out okay i was like when's this movie coming out it came out years ago i think it's just called kurt but courtney love courtney courtney love is known for making interesting decisions yes maybe she
1: is a really big fan of star wars or something probably
0: well mcgregor is a delight anyway i, yeah. I like him a but lot. i stand by joe anderson for kurt cobain one day oh that's such an excellent
1: that would be an excellent role for him and i i really like he, i think he's very handsome and but he's very thin
0: yeah. he's <laughs> got that me, nice heroin chic look
1: yeah it makes me think he's like really on drugs in real life um but anyway <laughs> who knows With these uh, stars these days um, who else is in it? There's so there's
0: like um, her dad, the older yeah, there's man. There's a really nice speck- speckling of actors in it. There's um, yeah. Heather Graham makes a cameo appearance as the waitress at the diner, which apparently is supposed to be a nod to her playing the waitress at a diner in Twin Peaks.
1: Um, oh yeah, I guess that is the girl from Twin Peaks. His girlfriend i was like who, how did i recognized her too but i was too busy looking up who everybody else was that i recognized yeah. from other movies that i just like skipped over her sorry heather um,
0: but a really great cast strong <clears throat> cast um they all did justice to all their roles um and top the main four characters british pulled off their american accents brilliantly yeah i will say juno tends to in other roles where Gina's had an American accent, she tends to go very valley girl with it. And I think that's just what the role calls for. Is she British? Yeah, she's British. She's like the daughter of some famous yeah. British musician or uh, British yes. table owner. Born in the United Kingdom. Um, but moving into story, this story is wild. This is
1: wild. I was going to actually message you and say just that. Like <laughs> first 30 minutes, I would
0: say that's that's how I felt. So the movie opens where Mirren is already dead and Ig is being accused of her murder, even though, honestly, in a real scenario, since she was raped and murdered, there would be DNA yes. in her from that. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> so it, it really could have been solved within a few hours if we weren't in a small bumfucked town without a forensics lab. Truth. Yeah. Uh, but she died so Ig is desperate to prove his innocence and in a moment of depression and sadness he bangs his friend Glenna and wakes up the next morning with horns protruding from his head and suddenly everybody's confessing their deepest darkest wishes to him. Glenna's happens to be eating all six donuts in a box which <laughs> like that's cool I do the same.
1: I pretty much absolutely that might have been my favorite scene um in
0: the whole movie (laughs) and the entire time Iggs just done with it my favorite scene was when he goes to the doctors to get the horns checked out that's my second favorite and the mom's just like i want to beat my daughter's ass (laughs) and then the receptionist could you take your fucking daughter out and i'm like you're saying what every childless person wants to say when a parent's just not doing anything about their screaming child
1: yeah and i thought it was funny um it, whenever he was actually in the doctor's office, like the doctor's like room with the doctor, and he was like, the doctor said something like, "You patients, like
0: everything's all about you." <laughs> like, and then, no shit, doctor. And then he wakes up from the anesthesia, and the doctor and nurse are banging right there, and he's like, "I didn't say okay." <laughs> he kind of nodded.
1: Yeah, I, I think all that's funny because like he gets like really like shocked at what's happening, but also he is a little bit chill about it too, so it just makes it really funny because he's like big, bigger things to deal mm-hmm. with right now, so that's why he's so chill
0: about Like he's just things. so confused and chill <laughs> about all of this until it clicks in his head what's going on, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so because people are confessing their sins, he uses this as an opportunity to figure out what really happened to Mirren that night and throughout the movie we get little flashbacks to what happened that night and just how much Mirren meant to the community and meant to everybody in her life because she is I won't say she's a manic pixie dream girl but she is like this (laughs) otherworldly ethereal fae being
1: yeah she she really is and it seems like everybody like was like obsessed with her a little bit or yeah. was really in love with her in a certain way that's like amplified. Like not in real life this wouldn't really happen, but in this story it's all kind of amplified and she's kind of like the shining center.
0: Yeah. Which um, it you know that also happens just whenever somebody in a small community dies, suddenly everybody mm-hmm. was their best friend. And right. uh, <laughs> back in high school i got into some conflicts calling people out about that oh <laughs> just like uh, it was a it was a whole thing where i see someone we knew accidentally overdosed and suddenly everybody was their best friend oh. and we're like i just i didn't know she was even into drugs i'm like are you fucking kidding me the last time you talked to her was in the fifth grade bro <laughs> she came to school fucked up like all the fucking time oh god that's really tragic (laughs) yeah it was it was hard Jeez, she was a she was a pretty cool person i see other than the um
1: other than the the tragic uncool stuff
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) the tragic um yeah so it could it could also be part of that but even in iggy's memory of her Mm -hmm but he was in love with her they fell in love when they were like 12 years old and it was super cute yes definitely and she pushes him away because she finds out she has the same type of cancer her mom has and i i've been going back and forth on whether or not her reaction was appropriate i think right based on her own trauma of watching Mm. her mom go through that and watching the aftermath of what happened to her dad Mm -hmm. I get why her mind was in that place. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. I was
1: really devastated after what happened with her and Iggy and then what actually like why she did that. And I was like, geez, he would have loved you and taken care of you. But if that's not what you wanted, like, you know what I mean? But like,
0: yeah, I think then you'd think, be alone. <laughs> I, don't know. I think if things had played out differently, like Terry didn't fall asleep in the car and heard her screams yeah. for help and mm-hmm. saved her. Or if Lee just wasn't a fucking creep. Yeah, uh, he, he's
1: actually like totally insane. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, she she and Ig probably would have actually sat down and talked about what mm-hmm. was going on. And like yeah. it had been 10 years since her mom died. Cancer treatments yeah. are constantly evolving. So she it wasn't necessarily a death sentence. But I get, based on her trauma, why her instinct would be to temporarily hurt him, to save him a lifetime Mm -hmm. of pain. Right, right. Um, Yeah, so that, like, in the end,
1: it it did, like, make sense in a way. So that's kind of forgivable. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, like... Lee I guess because he got his
0: fingers blown off he's like fucked up now for life yeah so in the book because this is in the trivia section of IMDB he didn't lose his fingers in the book he lost his eye oh jeez. makes a little more sense why he would be so kind of fucked up because that's (laughs) more you need that a bit more that's a more noticeable injury and scarring you can easily hide like yeah, but I wouldn't fingers. notice if somebody was missing a few fingers unless they were like, hey, look at my hand. <laughs> They're like, hey, look, Sam, did you notice that I only have three? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. So- but like Hi. your face, people can't not look at your face. And in my right. fantasy novel that I'm writing for Camp NaNoWriMo, don't forget to write your words today, Ooh. participants. Yes. Um, <laughs> the character has trauma because his face got sliced open yeah. in an attack and... He, oh, he yeah. covers, his up, covers it up with a scarf. A scarf, <laughs> yeah, excellent. I don't know. It's fantasy. What other like, like things do they have? Do they have concealer and foundation? I'm just and... picturing a scarf over like someone's entire face. Um... Oh no, it's just like it went from. <laughs> I describe it as going from his lower, the lower half of his left chin to just by his nose. To, like oh, so he almost looks like a bandit. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So through his mouth.
1: Excellent that's more sensual
0: yeah and <laughs> since it's a horny fantasy novel. oh yeah <laughs> uh anyway enough anyway, about me and enough my about these <laughs> horny we we say that
1: because of the movie is titled horns and
0: oh, yeah, it opens and I, with that line <laughs> i appreciate that it just straight up opens with are you horny yeah she's supposed to be such a good girl I, and I love that she says that while her cross is prominently displayed.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then there, and then she's like obsessed with going to church. I don't know, but I was like, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, with the whole faith thing.
0: Yeah. But uh, so after a thorough investigation, uh, Ig finally figures out that it was Lee that killed her that night and raped her that night. And Lee even confesses it and sets Ig on fire and pushes the car into the river yeah but, but he doesn't die because of some <laughs> demon possession shit ig lives yeah and manages it goes but goes back to her father and his fa- her father explains everything to him gives him the cross and then he's healed of the curse until the very end final confrontation he yes. he fully embraces his horns becomes a demon and kills lee after some graphic violence.
1: Yes. And here at Real Horror Show, that's what we call the tip of the climax. <laughs> and we're going to keep using that term because uh, I think it's pretty cutting edge.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and I think this is another horror movie <laughs> mm-hmm. that has a happy ending and one that I appreciate because he dies at the end, but in death, he is reunited with Marin. Yes, yes, he is.
1: Um, and his his brother he kind of like saves him in a way from his own demons, and mm. he gets to survive it and everything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, there is a happy ending because they are reunited,
0: yeah. And
1: uh, yeah, it was a rather long movie. Um, it was, but uh, it was pretty um, exciting and interesting uh, throughout the entire time. So there was never a moment where I was thinking that it was dragging or anything like that.
0: Yeah, and the heavy Christian undertones were fun. Yeah. Um, The tattoos on Ig's arm, uh, Awake and Arise or Something Fall, are actually from John Milton's Paradise Lost, which is the retelling of Genesis 1, through the perspective of the snake
1: oh i didn't even notice
0: yeah if Ig had tattoos so there is a lot of religious imagery beyond a ton yeah beyond just her cross and i found it really interesting that the first time we see the cross and when she flashes it in his eyes in church it's upside down which yeah. is often misconstrued as like the satanic cross but it's not it's uh the cross of saint peter thank you your catholic upbringing (laughs) saves the day i can never remember if it's peter or paul but it's the cross of saint peter because when peter was crucified because all the apostles were eventually executed by the romans
1: Mm -hmm. uh he
0: did not want to be crucified in the same way as jesus so they did it upside down those romans are fucked up people yeah so it's not it's not the satanic cross i'm 99 percent sure it's even on the doors of the sistine chapel at the vatican
1: you may very well be right. The
0: satanic cross is a very striking-looking
1: symbol, and you'll—it has more than a cross um, on it. Um, it has yeah. like a cross, three lines, and then also an infinity symbol somewhere in there. Um, Which is a—that's
0: why <laughs> I, why I got a little annoyed. Eve. I haven't seen The Conjuring Two yet, but just the ad for it, where all the crosses start turning upside down, I'm like, you guys didn't do the bare minimum research.
1: yeah and and like maybe they know but they're like our viewers don't know (laughs) you know what i mean so it's like common knowledge and but we're all we all have it wrong except for us a real horror show we got it right yeah
0: (laughs) because we're smart we are very smart um i I called the pope before the show just to confirm that it was
1: the cross of saint peter yeah here's what the satanic cross looks like and you've i'm sure you've seen this
0: at hot topic or some shit (laughs)
1: like a t-shirt
0: you know back in the day when Hot Topic was actually like of course for goths I don't know if that's a broken link have or you what have been but... in a Hot Topic recently not in a long time Sam it's all
1: pop vinyl figures and I don't want to go in and there I blame Twilight
0: you blame Twilight yeah why because not um, that you're wrong but why <laughs> because Hot Topic really took that big turn into pop culture fandom Mm -hmm. until um it really took that big hot turn into pop culture yeah because of twilight they started selling all the twilight merchandise that's really the only place you could get it and the big hot selling ticket item was uh you know, because you worked there at this time, right. Bella's birthday dress. Yeah, I actually bought Bella's, I have, I used to have Bella's birthday dress. You had Bella's birthday dress? Of course, and I, I also, want, I want yeah, they had back. replicas
1: of, Um, they, I also had a replica of Alice's choker, which is really pretty. You could buy a lot of different like replicas, re- I say replica loosely, um, but stuff that looked like what they wore in the movie and it was actually really, really cool. Um, And uh, yeah, but after that, just like every store, like the store had a different section for every fandom. And like, mm-hmm. you know, Twilight was here, Doctor Who was there, and
0: it's it stopped being Supernatural about was over there.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it did because we had the back section, which was called the Rock Wall, which is where all the music t-shirts were. And um, you know, just got smaller and smaller because we had to make room for our pop culture t-shirts. Um and people just like kind of older people would come in because they wanted to get a band shirt, but everybody else came in to get, you know, a Pokemon t-shirt, anime mm-hmm. stuff, because that's the only place where you can get that too. And now it has become more of a collector's toy store. Yeah. Um. And we have our like branch store um, box lunch, which is like 100% like, collector's toy store type thing that's like Disney and stuff. So it's really like a youthful, uh, it's more directed towards youth than like, you know, like rockabilly teenagers and adults (laughs) that want to buy a band t-shirt. Yeah. No more trip, you know, it's really sucks because like you, that that's the store that you could actually go there, try on the clothes, buy them, but you can't get your pyramid bells. You can't get your trip pants,
0: you know, nothing cool like that anymore. I'm going to say online. <laughs> within the next three years, Hot Topic is going to start selling that stuff again because it's very on trend right now. It would be awesome if they did. Um, um, Malgoff will return. I
1: hope so. That would be super cool because, and and if everyone's listening and saying, oh, what about Spencer's? Like, no, you, you really go to Spencer's to buy clothes Mm -mm. at all. That's like, but that's like a different type of a store with different type of merchandise. I wouldn't recommend buying anything
0: there anyway. (laughs) I will say though, my few times I've been into Spencer's in the past five years, they have Mm -hmm. filled the gap that hot topic left because they sell the more edgy, like gothy, t-shirts cool oh well that's good that's
1: good like that they're those trying um to-
0: those oh. like 80s children's let's sacrifice the cat shirts they carry those oh excellent so um still the same yeah. old same old
1: right and I wonder if hot topic still I'm sure hot topic still has like body jewelry and stuff but that was the one place in the mall where you know you can go and get you know body jewelry for your piercings if you didn't want to go to piercing pagoda you know stuff like that which you shouldn't shop there either weird <laughs> body jewelry but um you know what sam maybe i should pop into one because i'm planning to go to an outlet mall this coming week so maybe i should hop on the real horror show social media and uh Ooh. do a social media takeover at hot topic
0: that would be fun if, and
1: um <laughs> and i'll say well this is the real horror show is like what i'll I'll be like the most goth person in the whole fucking store if yeah, i show that which is damn anymore. shame I,
0: I know, which is a damn shame. And that, that's, that's the real horror show. You're a dark <laughs> academic now. Dark academic, yeah. Anyway, any <laughs> other thoughts on the story? <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Um, so on the story, um, oh, uh, there, there was like a really big, um, like symbolic thing that I wanted to bring up. I'm sure you totally Uh, knew about this too but the restaurant that they were at or the diner was called like Eve's and it had like an apple then I was like oh that's really you know symbolic of Mm -hmm. the snake and the apple and Adam and Eve so I was like that's fun um I don't I don't think I would you consider
0: the final confrontation where ig briefly becomes an angel only to fall back to earth yeah the devil would you consider that symbolism for how christians have interpreted lucifer in the bible
1: i guess yeah because i I really i really wasn't sure why he did why he grew wings and then i was like oh it's because of the cross but then he fell and i was like oh i guess that's because he he's satan Um, (laughs) but um yeah that's how we that's how it was described by the priest in the movie so that's just that point coming full circle and also what you said is correct yeah that's how we perceive lucifer yeah not like the british guy from the show yeah <laughs> lucifer is always british why <laughs> um,
0: um. why not yeah, yeah. i agree <laughs> uh but overall i thought the story was it was dark but it was also very sweet because yeah. He's driven by his love for this girl he's known since they were 12. Yeah. And it's just, it's so fucking sweet. And it's so sad. It's so tragic. But I don't think it's horror. Yeah, I agree.
1: I don't think it's horror either. I I even feel
0: weird classifying this as like a comedy movie because while it is funny. Yeah. It's also very sad. Kind of sad. Yeah. I've, I've
1: got pretty misty eyed at a couple instances um, because a lot of sad things did happen. I actually was really disturbed, um, though, whenever he like forced his brother to take like all the drugs at one time. And yeah. I was like really disturbed by that. And I was like, oh, this makes me feel kind of upset. Um, but he did it for his
0: brother's own good.
1: I thought he was going to be dead. Um, but I, then he said he wouldn't die. And I was like, okay, well, if you say so, <laughs> so, um, but stuff like that makes me feel disturbed. Um, so there was a lot of like messed up stuff. And of course the assault, we really um
0: yeah, that see that was, a whole lot these days anymore, you know. That was pretty So that was that was pretty graphic. So if you're planning on watching this, um, yeah. just know that the rape Sugar scene morning. is pretty graphic
1: it is pretty graphic. And also like, um, it takes you by surprise because at that moment, you really don't know that Lee, who's a parent who, who is like supposed to be the good guy, you know, the only good guy. And even Ike mm-hmm. says that in the beginning, because he can't see the horns is, um, like totally insane. <laughs> He's totally yeah. obsessed with her. Um, and it's we, really, you really me. doesn't mean she likes you bro yeah he was like we stared at each other and i was like what the fuck this dude is like totally insane man and like he totally was pretending to be the good guy like this whole his whole life i was like he's fucked up because he got his fingers fucking
0: blown off (laughs) yeah um but overall i thought it was a solid story
1: i agree it really was and there was there really wasn't
0: any like loose ends left You know, to be tied up. Yeah. Um so moving on to production, I thought a lot of this movie was really pretty. Yeah. Picturesque, especially and yeah, especially the scene where Terry finds Marin's dead body that looked almost like a painting. Yeah. Renaissance painting. Yeah, she was Um, so white. Yeah. She looked
1: like a porcelain doll. Exam. so yeah <laughs>
0: yes uh so uh, very beautiful shots even yeah. though this town is very grimy it this town sucks yeah it's set in it was filmed in canada like everything is but it's set in <laughs> washington state and i could believe it's washington state because everything is just kind of moist there's the logs time. everywhere there's logs everywhere so much greenery uh the woods is right there Everyone it always looks like woods. it just finished raining yeah. Yeah.
1: It, yeah. It just looks wet and like cool. And then it was cold because Danny Rycliffe, you constantly see his breath. I'm like, Jesus it must be freezing. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh-huh. I, I think they did a really great job at capturing the environment, the movie is supposed to be set in.
1: I totally agree. And you know what? I know that we talked about Twilight for a brief moment, but um, I couldn't help but think about Twilight and Bella going to Forks, Washington. I was like, this is just like where the vampires yeah. live. <laughs> <laughs> I could not help it. Um, It was very reminiscent of uh, Forks, Washington. I bet they Um, all went to the same high school.
0: They definitely all went to the same high school. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then whenever there's a scene with Mirren, it's warm and sunny. So really good scene composition in those regards. And uh, I really like the music, especially the scenes where Ig's brother is playing music. Oh yeah. The trumpet and yeah, all like of the that jazz. That's really it, cool. It's a lot of, it was a lot of fun. I liked that. Um, there's one thing I do want to
1: say, and that it may just be like my TV is really old and it's no good. Or if you notice this too, but I was constantly having to like turn the volume up and down at different times. Cause it was yeah. kind of high and low. And I was like, I wish it was just the same volume <laughs>
0: so. yeah I had that issue too I have that issue with a lot of movies because we don't have surround sound we're gonna get it eventually now that it's super cheap yeah 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 um, I I just have the team the speakers that are attached to the television yeah but I was I was watching it at work today so on my computer I was constantly having to adjust the volume right because because it would sometimes, be,
1: yeah
0: you'll be quiet when the mom's saying that she wants to beat the shit out of her daughter and then super loud when there's a big music note.
1: Yeah, yeah, the music would get really loud, but then like whenever it was time to have a conversation, it was like really low and I was like, yeah.
0: "Oh, got like listen." And speaking of music, <laughs> problematic fave, David Bowie makes an appearance. Yeah, he I he is a pro- is he a problematic fave? What's that about? He's a now? He's a problematic fave because he dated like a 13-year-old. Oh my goodness, he did? I th- yeah, I think that's Whoa. why he's the problematic fave. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wh- i'm not saying it's okay but like every rock star in the 70s apparently dated a seven like a nice. 13 year old like steve steve tyler steve? Not steven, steven tyler. tyler oh my god from aerosmith not steven tyler uh gun, the guns N' roses guy. oh axel rose yeah he, he uh actually got custody of a 13 year old he was oh, dating Jesus. so she Great. could go on tour with him listen i'm not i'm not a fan of guns N' roses because they like are, that's fucked up <laughs> they have one good song and it's called welcome to the jungle
1: <laughs> yeah i i could stand to agree with that sam
0: absolutely um, um and i think david bowie's kind of in the same boat where uh he dated some minors back in his heyday well dang. so uh problematic fave but music still good and really fit the vibe they were going for in the love making scene oh yes yeah um,
1: yeah it did actually it worked
0: very romantic so um
1: <laughs> actually had because I'm a Jack White fan of course I can my ears can perk up when I hear a Jack White song um there was a Dead Weather song playing whenever uh he was forcing his brother to like OD on the drugs
0: um would you consider that fitting for the moment
1: no I actually thought that that did not suit it because Jack White is a known mostly straight edge Hmm. man and um I don't think that that song's because of how I know it it should not have been coupled with that specific scene yeah. but it's a really nice song anyway
0: I don't I don't know a lot about Jack White but he seems too busy to be doing a bunch of really too busy. hard drugs <laughs> <laughs> a bunch 15. of hardcore drugs he has like 15 bands he's got to write music for
1: <laughs> exactly yeah so this is one and um you know the Dead Weather has Alison Moss Mosshart from the Kills as the singer and Jack White plays the drums in that band um but uh I was like oh hey and also, of course, we had uh, you know Marilyn Manson, and we actually have to have him if we're going to be discussing anything regarding you know the
0: devil. <laughs> so, Marilyn Manson, another problematic fave. He yeah. What what yeah. did he what did he do lately? <laughs> um, just Evan Rachel Wood finally being open that her abusive partner was in fact Marilyn Manson. It was him. Yeah, you know, Which what? everybody I heard about everybody that. knew even without yeah. her naming it, but.
1: Yeah, that dude. I mean, like, I know that like saying he's messed up is like, oh, don't judge a book by its cover. But like, dude, he must be some messed, messed up guy. Up. <laughs> like,
0: like, he's genuinely messed. Genuinely, up. like, I mean, have you seen how he looks? Like, just regular. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I heard a rumor that he removed two of his ribs to suck his own dick.
1: I heard that rumor a long time ago myself. Is that true? I don't
0: know. I don't think it is. <laughs> I mean, I like, know. it doesn't matter. The rumor exists because that he's just a fucked up guy. Yeah. But uh, apparently did a lot of fucked up things to Evan Rachel Wood to the point that she was afraid for her own life wow. while they were dating. And she was also really young when they dated, like fairly yeah. legal young.
1: Right. So. Yeah. I remember uh, pictures of them, you know, like together when they were dating and stuff. Yeah. And um, I, I feel like I did hear about
0: how she came forward about
1: it being abusive. Eh,
0: not we surprised, should... dude. It's not. It's not a horror movie, but it is horrifying to think about we should watch 13 sometime oh i love that movie it's so good <laughs> it has
1: another extremely beautiful girl um who is a vampire as well
0: yeah um nikki reed nikki reed thank you i was like what's her first name
1: and she's with and like it, this comes full circle with the vampire diaries because you said that she's with um, she's
0: she's married to damon uh, yeah diamond <laughs> diamond <laughs> i like as that so anyway, uh, overall, yeah, this movie fucked me up. It's good. I I disagree with it being in the horror section on Netflix because if somebody clicks on it thinking they're going to get like a horror movie <laughs> or an actual horror comedy, they might be disappointed because I would label this as dark urban fantasy with a heavy romance yes. influence. Yeah, like a love story. Yeah. Um, Intertwined within it.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, if you're looking for a horror movie, And you want to get like real fucked up like this isn't quite it um but it is like disturbing in other ways but it may not be what you think it is and i do
0: maybe i'll add horns to my tbr uh, by joe hill because joan hill praised daniel radcliffe's performance in this movie so nice and he is stephen king's son so maybe the book's a little more yeah on the horror comedy side than the movie ended up being yeah, it might be a little
1: bit more comprehensive, um, you know, at written yeah. as
0: opposed to being watched. But I appreciated the whimsical nature of this film, and we need more urban dark fantasy movies. Yeah, this was
1: actually, although, like, I was like, hey, I don't really think this is horror. I didn't get, like, mad or disappointed, like, oh, well, now this isn't really a horror movie, so I'm kind of, like, sitting here but no it was really it was really fun to watch and it cracked me up a lot of times um it yeah. was very funny so yeah. I liked it and um I would say oh yeah it fucked me up too because there were there were a lot of messed up things uh Sam not gonna lie
0: mm-hmm. and um like th- yeah <laughs> even though I've watched this before I was like taken for a surprise at the end there where the guys had just got blown off by the shotgun and uh, Lee Lee just starts laughing. Yeah, I
1: was like, "What?" And I was like, "That's not right." It's <laughs> like that's the real horror show, is when like your friend who you've known your whole life. I guess like that would be like the main thing of the story is like you've known someone your whole life, but actually, like, what do you really know? What What are they hiding? It's like this dude's like totally like insane. This guy's insano for roller coasters, if you know yeah. what I mean.
0: Um, but, yeah. So. I liked it a lot. I highly recommend it. If you have a friend who's not into horror, they'll probably like it because it's just, it's a fairy tale.
1: Yeah. And um, don't knock it because Daniel Radcliffe's in it and he was in Harry Potter. Like he totally is separate from all that. Um, especially being in movies where he's using an American accent. You know, he doesn't have, gla- he, he looks very different and he, he is totally divorced from the Harry Potter realm in this movie,
0: because he's, he's so above it now. He's so good. Mm -hmm. He is phenomenal. So with that, I do recommend it.
1: And um, I'm really like, I keep thinking about how you said that he's like five, five, because even in the movie, like, I can't tell that he's that short. Yeah. At all. So that's cool. (laughs) All right. Well, we talked about a lot of realistic aspects of it already. They're intertwined throughout the movie. You know, can't, like ha- having Here. cancer, dying of cancer, someone yeah. dying of
0: cancer in your family. Uh, Your guy friend thinking you're into him <sighs> because you guys stare at each other. That's you guys, just how you have a conversation.
1: Right. Yeah. You stare at, Yeah. Like air quotes, stare at each other. And she's like, no, dude, that's not what this is about, man. And he's like, actually, yes, it is. And I was like, oh, no, this man's insane. So that you think you have someone to turn to but actually no this dude who's supposed to like uphold the law is totally insane um having like people talk to you about you know their their deepest secrets that you should not know can be kind of jarring especially if it's your parents
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um you know people thinking you murdered your girlfriend all, all of these things um so all that comes together and those are the realistic aspects and yeah hello so that's about that's that's that
0: <laughs> that's and that's the cue to wrap it up
1: yeah that's the real horror show my cat is meowing and i have the outro notes here so we're ready to go i'm ready to go yeah i can't believe we've been talking about this for a whole hour <laughs> like Good it's for us. Gone, i know it's just gone so fast all right cool <clears throat> so Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. And today, what would you say, what's the biggest lesson we learned today?
0: Um, Sometimes your girlfriend is just your friend, Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Lee. Yeah, your girlfriend. That's actually just your best friend.
1: What a crazy man. Yep. Anyway, I agree. And always
0: run forensics on the body
1: yeah and now that you bring that up I kind of like I'm disappointed that like Ig had to go through this whole like fiasco yeah <laughs> um when they could have just did that but because they live where vampires live too also in the middle of you where know, Twin Peaks is you know what
0: I'm just gonna say it was probably Carlisle Cullen he assumed it was a vampire so he didn't <laughs> call for an autopsy yeah and I'll take it Absolutely. That's my explanation.
1: <laughs> we also learned that maybe in three years, Hot Topic will bounce back and become what we are, are really missing from that store. So here's to hoping. Fingers crossed. All right. Like what you hear? You can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, iTunes, and Pandora. Really, really like what you hear? Follow us on Twitter at Horror Show Pod or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show, like our page, and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. We love horror and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wishlist if you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey our love more than a monetary donation would. Also, you can find the Buy Us a Coffee button on our website. It's a button that you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily, and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. And do we have
0: any other pertinent news that we'd like to share? Uh, My play, Let's Hope You Feel Better, uh, is premiering at Mad Lab this October. I can finally announce that because they put out the audition notice. So I'm super excited. I've known about this since last Mm -hmm. January, but because of um, a little problem in the global community, (laughs) it got pushed back. So super, super excited. If you're in the Columbus, Ohio area, come check it out in October. Or if you like theater and want to audition, auditions are July 24th. Hopefully this Uh, is up by then. Right, Oh, so excited that you're finally
1: able to announce this. I remember when you were first telling me about it and I'm super stoked because this is actually the reworked play that's like a porcelain doll, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is my absolute favorite work by Sam uh,
0: today, unless she writes something (laughs) mind-blowing. Audition, the audition, (laughs) um, call for auditions. Yeah. (laughs) had so many trigger warnings and I was like, oops. (laughs)
1: Oops, but they they all are um different aspects that make this play so special and what it is so it's super exciting i plan to try to be there as well um in october i'm very close to ohio because i live in pennsylvania which is next to ohio so you know no no uh, excuses i can be there <laughs> so keep an eye on real horse shows page and sam's personal page if you follow her um, for more information on that super duper exciting um, other than that our outro song is called creepy doll by jonathan colton whom sam went to go see him live which hey. is so super cool <laughs> um and that means he's real <laughs> yep. so and uh thank you fuck off and have a swell evening this is real horror show signing off
0: bye 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 I love the creepy doll. That always follows